and welcome back to another episode of the Waffle Press Movie Hangouts. I'm your host, Diego Crespo. With me today is my co-host, Gina Bursa. Good to see you. Good to see you. Yeah, good to see you too. Gene, we're joined by a guest today on, on this very special summer blockbuster-centric episode. We love summer blockbusters here. That's why I'm in my, my shirt, my, uh, my casual that, summer getup for the YouTubes, uh, my yeah, octopus t-shirt. So, that's so nice. I love that. I love that shirt. I really <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I got so happy when I picked it out. Uh, but but that's, that's our guest, Brendan Petruzzo. Welcome back. Hello. Thank you all for having me yet again for another fun, crazy episode about summer blockbusters. Yeah, it's good to have you again, man. Yeah. Diego loved the uh, episode we did talking Kong Escapes. And oh, yes. Yeah. I wonder if Diego's seen Kong Escapes because that's a weird movie. <laughs> Maybe. Yes, I have. It it, it it is a weird movie. Yeah, it's so weird. And I was I was I was looking forward to to that one when we were planning it out. It, did, it didn't work out, but that was yeah, yeah, good good job. Um oh, and yeah. I think we're gonna top ourselves today okay. now that all of us are together here. But uh how have we all been since we, we've last Spoken. discussed? Well, I'm I'm just meeting Brendan for the first time right now, but like how how have you been, Brendan? We'll start with you. What's what's new? I mean, I've been good, I've been extremely busy. Um, even with COVID, constantly working, constantly producing, directing in there, you know, all that fun stuff. But I've been good. I took April off, or I, I tried to, and then I got roped into the Friends reunion show. But it was, it was, they only filmed for a day, so it was fine. So I got my month off. <laughs> but I've been good. Um, you know, same old, same old. How are you guys? How's everything? Oh, I, I'm good. Uh, nursing a, a quiet little hangover here. No, no, I'm just kidding. Um, we're I'm getting back out there in the world, you know, so I'm taking baby steps, staying safe, wearing my mask in, in large crowded areas. Uh, but I've been watching some movies. Uh, so let, let's start talking about some movies we've seen before we get into the summer movies mm-hmm. of all this nonsense. Um, HBO just released Those Who Wish Me Dead, speaking of HBO, a uh, <laughs> solid little thriller starring Angelina Jolie. And I'd be lying if I said I loved it, but it's also a nice reminder that sometimes you just want to watch a movie where a movie star gets to do things, mm-hmm. you know, like, I feel like that's kind of like an understated element of modern movies. We don't get like the big movie star stuff anymore. And that's like fine. It's fine that things change, but mm-hmm. that was a refreshing experience watching a movie like yeah, Angelina Jolie like kicks ass. Yeah. And it's cool to watch her kick ass because she kicks ass. And sometimes that's all you need. I don't know. Um, yeah. What, what about you guys? Anything new you've seen? Um, oh, boy. Um, I started Halston, Halston last night. That's been fun. Um, I watched recently, there's an older film called Night Tide. And I rewatched that. That was really fun. It's very atmospheric. Um, highly recommend it if you're into that sort of thing. Uh, I don't think there was anything else. Uh, Aquarium of the Dead. I had to. I had to watch that at the screening. Um, other than that, I can't think of anything else that I've seen yet. But I've now recently, now that I have some time, I can actually watch stuff. And I really do want to see the new Angelina Jolie movie because I absolutely love her. Yeah, no, she's good. She's great in it. Yeah, that, um, yeah, she does like all these, like, just a lot of stunts in that movie. Like, she parachutes off the car. That's cool, you know? 
I was gonna say, uh, Brendan, were those first two movies? Because I remember I got to talk to you. Were they on Shutter? Which films? Oh, the the first movie that you mentioned. I'm sorry. The Helston. Helston, yeah. That is on Netflix. It's like a Ryan Murphy. Um, it's one of those Ryan Murphy shows. Oh, gotcha. gotcha. I don't. Yeah, it's the complete opposite of horror. I know. Shocking. Oh, no. Yeah, because. <laughs> I do watch movies that aren't scary. I promise. I swear. Oh, okay. No, it's oh. all good. Because this was going to lead into. Oh, I, lead in. oh, I rewatched Veronica after, you know. Oh, okay. Twice. This is the second time I saw it. Um, every time I watch it, it gets worse and worse. Like. <laughs> um, is that the one with Gwen Denson? Yeah. Oh, okay. I have not seen that yet. Worked on that um then what else and then the other night with some friends i watched sorority babes at the slimerama it's one of those 1980s you know linnea quigley movies very fun very crazy if you're with a group of people um if you're into that sort of thing great movie if you're not don't bother <laughs> i gotta write that one down yeah. um because I am definitely into that kind of thing. Yeah, put on your letterbox, watch later. It's good. It's a good one. Yeah. I was going to say, because uh, me and Diego both saw this movie, and I'm just going to say this just to annoy Diego if he's all Psycho Gorman. Oh, that's a fun one. Yeah, Diego hated it. It's, <laughs> I think it's what you make it. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I loved it. I want to get like the shirt. They're selling like shirts of that. Just like put it on, you know, buy all the merch for that. <laughs> Have you seen Willy's Wonderland? I did. Yeah, well, we were talking about it last time. Willy's Wonderland. I mean, Psycho Girl Man is good. Mm-hmm. Willy's Wonderland, best horror film of the last few months. Oh, yeah. Okay, I got I to gotta check that out. Yeah, I'm, oh, I'm definitely oh. a cage head, so I, I really yeah. want to check. The Nick Cage renaissance is in full effect. Mm-hmm. Aren't we all yeah, like, I'm, I'm happy for him because he can do campy. He can do ridiculous, but he also can do something like Mandy where he still gets to do like, like, you know, real human acting, even amidst all the craziness. And that's kind of cool. Yeah, Yeah, I was going to say, I'm so glad that he's out of debt, too, because that's why he was in bad movies. (laughs) But yeah, um, yeah, I was just um, I was going to say, so I saw uh, A Quiet Place Part Two Mm -hmm. in IMAX, so I was going to. Did anyone see it yet or no? Not yet. No. Okay. No, no. So I guess I'll uh, I'll be the one hyping it up for right now. But Quiet Place Two, pretty good. It's uh, I don't know. I don't think it's as good as the first one, but I think it was just trying to be a different movie. Um, it's a really it's really brutal. Like, I don't know. It made me like like uh, kind of thing. Like I got really like it's a good if you're gonna go back to the theaters and you feel safe about it. It's a, that's that's a good movie to go to because it's just like all the visuals, all the, like, the sound design and everything, it just really has you, like, has you on the edge of your seat, because I was, like, um, there's, like, some some scenes where, you know, because you guys seen the first one, of course, mm-hmm. where, you know, where it's so quiet, and then when the weird aliens or whatever finally come in, and they're just, like, stalking, stalking people, it's, like, so tense, and then, also, it was really nice to see the movie, you know, in a crowd, like, you know, they space out the rows and everything. So that was, that was, um, like, just to react with a crowd, because people, you know, are getting scared, they're getting, like, um, you know, kind of, like, 
like a not yelling, but they're kind of like have like these like stun tones of uh, you know when they're reacting to the scene, and I was like, oh, I forgot how this was like. This was fun, you know. Yeah, I mean that. I think that's why I love summer blockbusters so much. And this, I'm not segueing to that yet. Don't worry. We got okay. so a little bit more to talk about first, but yeah. like that, I I was genuinely disappointed that Fast Five sold out this weekend because oh, okay. they're leading up for Fast Nine, right? And yeah, I, I'm. I'll talk a little bit more about when I'm going back to the theater because that's actually important. I want to plug that. Sure. Uh, but I, I was like, I really want to see Fast Five with the crowd because <laughs> it's really fun to watch those movies like with the people that totally get it, you know? And it, it sounds like quite a place to hit that mark for you. And William Friedkin, apparently, who oh, deemed yeah. the yeah. movies are back. <laughs> yeah, that was... Uh, yeah, I just I love uh, William Friedkin. Like, I feel like because he's got... I don't know. Um, I haven't seen any early, earlier interviews, but... So all the interviews he gives like now are just like so like spirited and he just like kind of love how over the top he is just whenever he talks to people <laughs> in a good way, in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. But Quiet Place too, I'd really recommend. And uh, I don't know, it, it kind of, uh, it reminded me of uh, The Last of Us Part 2, but mm-hmm. better because I don't know if Diego liked that. I, I, yeah, it's a little long. That, that's my big criticism about that game. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So, yeah, I would uh, definitely just, like, however you see A Quiet Place too, just in, like, the biggest theater. Like, I saw it in IMAX, and, yeah, it, I think it's a fun experience if you're, you know, if you're ready and to go back to the theater. So, yeah, that's all I'll say. But, yeah, that was a big movie I saw, so we really wanted okay. to talk about that. You didn't, you didn't see anything else? I want to see if I could pry it out of you. Oh, and have I seen anything else? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, recently, uh, <laughs> if you want me to talk about it, I saw Cruella. Yeah, I was just curious about what you what you ended up thinking because I I had no uh, interest in it. I love that yeah, much. Like, no so yeah, Corella was um I think I was telling you it's like it's like Joker, but not um about like uh I don't know, it was like saying like how Joker's like an incel, but um Corella is just um it's really fun, like, you know, I mean they make her sympathetic, but it's like whatever and like Emma Stone's having like a really fun time doing it and just like all the music and everything i don't know it's interesting i mean if disney's gonna make all these like remakes of their back catalog like well as long as like people are having fun with it you know so yeah i don't know if you're into uh just like really outrageous just like it, it's really dumb like the movie's just dumb but if you go with it you'll, you'll be in for a time did you guys want to see crawl yes yeah it looks yeah i'd really like i don't want to spoil anything but definitely check it out um it's better than joker <laughs> i'm sorry i'm like i always like dunk on that movie, but yeah <laughs> um i just want to say before we do move on that the thing that got me interested in cruella was that it has the same costume designer as mad max fury road oh yeah and that's i mean the, the costumes look great like in the trailer and everything so good good on them that's like the that's what you need for that what that movie's going for it looks like um so let's let's get into to blockbusters, maybe a little bit of mockbusters. Uh, Brendan, uh, you got you got some some credentials there in regards to to uh, the term mockbuster. Uh, could you help us explain that for the general audience and um, your history with uh, just the term in general? With the term, pretty pretty simple. Um, I mean, for those of you who already know how how these movies work, you know. Big movie comes out. Let's use 
Cruella. Um, Cruella comes out and then, you know, a mockbuster would be, let's say, you know, a week before, three days before, three days after, a lower budget movie maybe called Miss Duvel comes out. Same sort of thing. It has an actor from a TV show from maybe 10, 20 years ago. They're on the poster. You think they're gonna be in the whole movie there in maybe 10, 15 minutes of it. The movie itself, I mean, depending. Sometimes they're fun, sometimes it's like meh. But essentially that, that would be a mockbuster where it's like something, there's a big movie that comes out and then there's like a lower budget version of that movie or that topic uh, or whatever it is. If it's a disaster movie, you know, that comes out. It's, it's the same when you go to CVS and, you know, you have your normal, you know, like Advil and stuff. And then there's like the knockoff brand. Same thing, just with movies. I remember the first time I ran into them like at the video store when video stores were a thing. Uh, I remember seeing Transmorphers. Transmorphers. Yep. Yeah, that was that was the big one. I was like, what is that? What's is what? that legal? And, it's, you know, it's all legal. Yeah, no, 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 it is, but it was just like that's one of those first big eye-opening things when you're like, yeah. oh, you can do like anything with movies. Yeah. And that's like that rules. Yeah, I've screened uh some of the ones that I've worked on for Diego at my birthday, so yeah, yeah, those, those are fun. very fun movie nights. Yeah, I have a few. I remember the first one that I saw, it was when Snakes on a Plane came out. And, you know, my, my best friends, like when back when I was in like middle school, I was obsessed with Snakes on a Plane. That's all I wanted to watch. <laughs> and, you know, my best friends at the time were like, oh my God, you wouldn't believe this. We went to Blockbuster. There's a movie called Snakes on a Train. I'm like, that doesn't exist. You're <laughs> bullshit. doesn't exist. You're fucking lying. Anyways, fast forward to that Friday, lo and behold, go to Blockbuster. What do they have? Snakes on a train. And I remember looking up the trailer of it and I was like, oh my God, this is gory as shit. Um, because back, back in like 2006, you had the whole Saw thing coming out. You had, you know, Hostel, you had all of those, all of those movies in that time range. So everyone was like trying to be as gory as they can. And so, I remember I, I did watch it. I think I watched it maybe like a year later. And I was like, this movie is insane. Obviously it's not as good as the poster, but the gore effects were gross enough where I'm like, it's memorable. And I still, still remember it. I still remember certain scenes, definitely cheesy, but like it's out there. So yeah, that was my first experience with, uh, with Mockbusters, Snakes on a Train. Oh, that's beautiful. I, lo I love these things. Um... Uh, Gene, you want to hit us up with your history with Mockbusters? Apart, apart from where you are now, we, oh. we, we know and we love it now. But um, I don't think we actually know how that got started for you. Oh, um, how I became aware of it? Yeah, yeah. Just like I, I've never asked. I figured oh, I'd just toss it onto oh, the podcast. Okay. Yeah, I think, well, I remember there was always vague memories of like seeing some on the sci-fi channel. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, I don't know if I saw, but I, I think I became really aware of it when... Uh, my friends, and they've been on the podcast before, James and John, kind of like, you know them, Brennan. James um, and John. Yeah. When I, because uh, I knew them before they, they um working just like for, um, at a wedding videography place where they used to work. And uh, I think on their Facebook, they started like uh, showing, showcasing. So I think um, they made a movie called Airplane versus Volcano. Yep. Yeah. 
and uh, I checked it out, and I was like, oh, this is cool, and then, you know, I mean, uh, yeah, just was slowly introduced um, to the genre through James and John, I would say, yeah. It's a pretty fun, pretty fun genre, once you're in it. It's fun and crazy and insane and, you know. Yeah, well, well speak, speaking of, of being in it, uh, Brendan, you, you're very into it. Is there anything you can kind of tease for yeah. us, like you got coming up? Oh, boy. Well, Mockbuster-wise, you know, I mean, there's always, they're always going to be coming out. So I will say that, you know, there is a movie coming out next month that it's a Disney movie. I'm not gonna say which one, but it has a mockbuster coming up. And then there are two other films this summer that have mockbusters attached to them. I'm not gonna say what it is, but I'm sure you can figure it out if you do your homework. <laughs> All right. So the mockbusters are alive and well, um, and there is no sign of them stopping. Nice. Here, here. Yeah. What do you guys want to know about them? Oh, um, well, I was going to ask um, if, you, if you're if uh, you cool with plugging, if you wanted to, because you worked on Aquarium of the Dead. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you want to uh, tell us a little bit about that. Oh, boy. Well, Aquarium of the Dead, so it's Zumbi, essentially Zumbies 3. Okay. Um, you know, Zumbies, if you didn't know, self-explanatory, zombie zoo animals. Very easy to understand. Um, you know, back, I was introduced to it, you know, I was still a huge fan of the asylum and back in 2016, I was going to England or to London for the first time to visit friends. And I saw that they had a movie called Zumbies coming out and I was like, this is great. And at the time it was a Jurassic Park mockbuster in a way. Mm -hmm. But, and I think it was also a mockbuster of like the TV show, The Zoo. So it was like both of those like together, they were mockbusting. But I remember watching it and, you know, like with most mockbusters, you're like, okay, there are like maybe three or four good scenes in the movie and everything else is like filler. So, but it was still fun and it still has a rewatchable value. So I was like, oh, this is really cool. Fast forward, you know, moved to New York, did that for a little bit. Then I moved to LA. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, I became really good friends with uh, the producer and Zumbies 2 happens. And then she brings me in as a coordinator. We did Zumbies 2 up in Fresno for, I think it was a nine day shoot. And, you know, it was lots and lots of fun. And then back in November, you know, we all knew that there was gonna be a Zumbies 3. And it was on the schedule and it was floating around. And, you know, we didn't know the, what it was gonna be. Like there were rumors of, oh, we're gonna do something, you know, similar to Zumbies 2 or Zumbies 1, same type of thing, you know. And then it, you know, eventually morphed into Aquarium of the Dead, which, you know, I don't know. I think that's a lot more cool. I like zombie, I like any aquatic, I love aquatic horror. So anything like that, I'm all for it. Um, and, you know, originally my friend who's produced the other two, she couldn't do, you know, the third one. So I asked her, I was like, well, you know, cause the studio was like, would you do it? Would you do it? And I'm like, well, I'll only do it if, you know, she and the director are okay with it. 
both of them were fine with it. So we did Zoom, or we did uh, Aquarium of the Dead. Mm -hmm. um, I had a week to prep it, a week and a half to prep it, book the locations during Christmas. I was sending emails Christmas morning. I was casting New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, oh watching Harry Potter marathon. <laughs> um, January 6th, we started filming. Wow. Yeah. It was crazy. <laughs> there were a few, I do have to say this though, because I love, I love hearing about scenes in, in interviews that like, you know, scenes that never made it into the movie and, and stuff like that. There was a plan that we had. It didn't happen in the film, but we were start, like it was talked about and it was gonna be a thing where um, we were going to have, a, you know, these two guys who were trying to break in and save everyone in the aquarium. They were gonna break into this one hallway, but in the hallway, we were gonna have like giant shark heads, you know, with like their insides ripped out. We were gonna have dead bodies. Like it was this gory, gutsy scene that we were, you know, slowly planning. And we just didn't have time. <laughs> we didn't have time to do it, but it was supposed to be this really creepy, like, you know, kind of like aftermath scene of, of what's going on. And, you know, unfortunately due to time and budget restraints, you know, mostly time though for this one. We just couldn't do it. Well, I mean, mm. you could always save it for a sequel, too. I know. Or use it for something else. Yeah. What was it? Like, uh, you know, what's the, Digga, what's the Indiana Jones movie where, oh, I think it's the minecart scene in uh, Temple of Doom that was supposed to be used in Raiders, you know? Oh, was it? I believe so. Oh, okay. That's I didn't know that one. That's interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, it's always cool to, like, see how other productions affect everything so yeah you never know also a, a week and a half to prep you're how are you yeah, alive yeah that sounds intense well i've been doing this now for a while so there's a method to the madness i have a great team that i work with you know they're kick-ass and wonderful and there's a flow with these things where honestly to me anything is possible so you know, you just kind of go with it. You just have to jump in and be like, okay, it is what it is. We're going to make it work. And we did. And then we had a week to wrap it. And then I hopped onto legendary for three months. So it was, it was go, 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 go. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. That's very impressive. So congratulations on all that. That's yeah. terrific. Yeah. Congratulations. My friend. Yeah. It was fun. I do have to say, I wish we were able to make it gorier and bloodier than we did. That is, uh, I'm all about that. And I pushed and pushed and pushed, but alas, I was only a producer. Yeah. <laughs> is that on, on that note, um, speaking of bloody, I have no regular transition for this. Let's just talk about <laughs> summer blockbusters now. I was trying to find something, but no, no. I'm, I, I also love aquatic horror. So that's just where my mind went, you know, like, uh, the shallows or like yeah. deep blue sea. Deep blue sea. I mean, shark stuff, of course, but like, yeah. nah, or under underwater. I feel like that would have been a good summer blockbuster. Came out in January, but oh, that's right, yeah, yeah, is what it is. It has a uh, Catholic and Christian Stewart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but summer blockbusters. Let's talk about them. What makes them summer blockbusters apart from just being released in the summer? You know, because other movies get released in summer and they're not. Right. You know, 
or not blockbusters like uh that one Julian Schnabel film. What did he, he, he did the, the film about Van Gogh released in summer. That's not a summer blockbuster. It's a great film, but it's not a summer blockbuster. So what, what makes it? The vibes, the spectacle? I would the- say everyone in, at least in America is all about the summer and they're just like, oh my God, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that. It's gonna be great. We're gonna get turned, we're gonna party. So I think certain films kind of play into that and they try and make it an event, you know, so it's like they'll make partnerships with everything. And so you see it everywhere. Like, you know, I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is a great example of that, you know, especially for LA, because I'm sure you all remember when they were filming everywhere. And in summer of 2018, you'd literally be driving down the street and every other week you'd be passing wherever they were filming or blocking off streets or setting up. And it was very annoying, but it was also very fun. Mm -hmm. And you know, I think a summer blockbuster is a movie that, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be good at all. But at the same time, it has this fun hype about it that like it hypes everyone up, you know, a lot. And it has that funness, you know, where it's like, okay, this movie is going to just be fun. It's gonna, you know, feed into the whole like, let's have a hot girl summer vibe, you know, Mm -hmm. so. I can roll with that. Uh, Vax, Vax Girl Summer this year. Vax Girl Summer. Yeah. If you're vaccinated, you're hot. That's just like a, an objective fact. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Gene, what, like do, what do you think? Cool. Uh, I was just going to say Karen is cool. So Vax Girl Summer for sure. <laughs> but yeah, I, I would say um, just for uh, Summer Blockbuster, anything that just like, at least for me, just feels like an event. So, you know, I'm trying to think of uh, anything that comes to my head. Like, I don't know, like, uh, even though he's kind of uh, kind of doled off now, like when Abrams was in his prime, you know, <laughs> uh, when he was like uh, just doing all the like Star Trek, you know, when that first Star Trek movie came out and you saw like the trailer for it. God, back when you're, I think it was like the tra- the teaser was for like Cloverfield or something. Mm-hmm. And you saw that and you just kind of, there was some, I guess that's playing into his like mystery box thing, but you know, there's some sort of like, pull in like the teaser the trailer like the marketing or if you look at like uh the dark knight where i think they were at comic-con the year before and they did all the uh augmented reality sort of like treasure hunts or like scavenger things and you Mm -hmm. know just you're just thinking about this throughout the year and then when you finally see it it's like oh i'm so excited i'm so um you know you mark it on your calendar and everything and you, you know go with your friends and everything so just I guess anything that just has this, like, um, that, like, brings people together or just, uh, you know, is on, like, your consciousness throughout the year. And then, you know, seeing it feels like uh, something got fulfilled, I guess, you finally saw it. So, yeah. <laughs> Did you say something God-fulfilled or, like, God-fulfilled? Oh, something God-fulfilled. So you feel Okay. Like, uh, no, no, but but I, I kind God of love that, like, <laughs> it's so good. It makes you, like, fulfilled by, like, a higher power. I guess that's, so. That's... I mean, that is kind of the power of movies, you know? Right, like, yeah. It almost feels, like, otherworldly at times. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'd agree with, with both of what you, you two said, that it, it's got to be a big thing that brings people together and excites them. Mm-hmm. It's uh, the hype machine is, like, a real thing, you know? Like, right mm-hmm. right now it's weird because just the world is weird. <laughs> but, yeah, like, slowly. you know, like, I, I remember the hype for Mad Max Fury Road. Mm-hmm. Like, that was, like, or i mean obviously star wars to go back to abrams like that might be like the last like movie that achieved that level of hype you know 
Like, just, I mean, just because you can't replicate that, it's Star Wars coming back. That's like the return of like Jesus Christ, <laughs> you know? Like, that's just like a huge thing you can't replicate. Um, yeah, big, big fun entertainment yeah. is, is probably how I'd, I'd categorize it too. It's, yeah. it's just nice to watch something that, that kind of takes you away from everything. Um, personally, I, I like. Uh, like again, I brought up Fast Five. Uh, I think I think before all this, and um, that film specifically, you know, like the whole joke is like family and Coronas, but it is a nice movie to have on when you have friends over to pay attention to or not, just because it's it's got a pretty, it's got action, it's just got adventure, and it's got Coronas. You could barbecue in the backyard in the living room. You got that playing, and that is like that's the American dream right there, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> And everyone, everyone in that cast is so likable. You want to hang out with them? Yeah, everyone's great, and uh, there's, it, it's it, it's the most diverse cast uh, for a big franchise like that. Mm-hmm. Like everyone else is catching up. Fast and Furious did it day one back in, in yeah. two thousand. So it's ahead of its time. Hell yeah, that's why it stuck around. Like I, I think I talked <laughs> about that on the show too, but I think that is why it hit. Yeah, because it's like people just like seeing themselves on screen. You know, like. That's like a good feeling to have. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's like 20 years old now, right? Almost. Yeah. Yep. Uh, this year, yeah. actually, I believe uh, it's 20. Oh, there you go. So the delay worked out for them. Good it's, Lord. <laughs> I was going to say they went from stealing DVDs to going to outer space. Kind of. They're kind of. In kind space, of right? Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. Because yeah. I, I haven't seen the trailers, but everyone said, oh, okay. they're doing oh, it. So. Okay. I don't want to spoil it. Okay, no, no, it's fine. I mean, yeah. I those movies are so good to me for the most part that like I do get wrapped up whenever I'm watching them. So it's not like it's going to take anything away from me. Oh, um, speaking of which best summer movies of the 21st century, that's what we're here to talk about today. Really. You saw the headline, you saw the image, et cetera. You've seen the tweets. We asked people on the Twitters and we got a lot of responses, yes. so I can't read them all, but thank you everyone. That yeah. was, that was great. Um, that was cool. So how is this going to work for the three of us here on the podcast is we're each going to choose three summer blockbusters that we're going to um, highlight as the examples of like the best, the, the genre, so to speak, has to offer. And it's not really competition. It's just like, hey, I think these would be great to have on by the pool with, with the boys and the girls and the, the everyone, regardless of gender. I, is, that, is that weird? I thought about that. Like, you know, everyone's like cracking up some cold one with the boys and it's like, what if what if you're non-binary? Cracking it can we have a term for that? We'll figure that out later. I'm asking the big questions here today. I'm just delaying because I had to pull up the quote tweets from people and then we'll go so we'll go in a circle and we'll we'll uh we'll discuss our favorites. But um but first up uh from we at Will Nielsen responded with his favorite picks are uh, Logan, mm-hmm. Speed Racer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean and 2014's Godzilla and I like all those films but Will, I'm sorry Logan came out in March that is yeah. not a summer blockbuster but it's a great film and I'm, I'm glad you reminded me of that so thank you uh, Brendan, would you like to go first? Do you have a pick for a favorite summer blockbuster? Pirates, we'll just do turns Pirates of the Caribbean hands down like I will, I will fight you on that. Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> if we're not talking, I mean, for 21st century, I will always say Jaws as number one. But then Pirates of the Caribbean was under that because those movies, great, ten out of ten. 
loved them. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, at least for the first three, I'll agree with the 10 out of 10. Like maybe <laughs> there are some like issues or whatever, but like you totally get swept away in like the beach vibes and everything like that and the ocean and God, that's great. Yes. Power like, to the Caribbean. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, Davy Jones, all the CGI stuff still holds up. It does. All the effects too. It's so good. It's nuts how good that still looks. Have you guys, okay, a lot of people don't like this, but I do, so it's fine. But <laughs> to the Caribbean on Stranger Tides, I think it was brilliant. I think it was great. I think the original three are wonderful, but I think on Stranger Tides is this fun revamp. I think that Dead Men Tells No, Dead Men Tell no Tales, mm-hmm. iffy, wonky, they should have spent more time on it but on stranger tides brilliant brilliant that was the the fifth one correct that was the fourth oh the fourth one okay fourth one great they like they did a great job fifth one i think right now they're soul searching to figure out for the sixth one how to make it better and they better bring johnny depp back i mean (laughs) you can't do pirates of the caribbean without johnny depp yeah, that, yeah, I don't know if they're gonna like reboot it or like. I, I think the plan it. is to reboot. The last we've heard is that it it is uh it's Marco Robbie and Kathy Yan who just teamed up on Birds of Prey mm-hmm. along with the screenwriter Christina Hodson, and I love that team. I love that film. Uh, Brendan, you would like my friend Andrew because they also love uh the first four Pirates of the Caribbean, yeah. and they they, they, they will let me know that quite often. Yeah. <laughs> so. Very good. Movie. Yeah, good reasoning to to stand that movie. Oh, another good summer blockbuster. I don't know if it was a huge blockbuster, but mm-hmm. another thing about it, as above, so below. I'm pretty sure that came out in oh. the summer. I remember watching it in the summer in theater. I think yeah, that came out like August of 2014 or 2015. Yes, okay. 2014, and I think at least where I lived, it was hyped up and. It's basically Indiana Jones, but as a horror movie. And I think it was great and it was very well done. And I do truly think found footage is a great way of filmmaking if it's done right. So many people do it wrong, but that movie was another great summer blockbuster because it was fun. It had mystery, it had action, great spooky stuff in there, you know, another good one. Yeah, no. I um, missed out on that movie, Um, but that one definitely has a cult following and I believe it was on Netflix, so. I will watch it tonight after recording because way too many people have been saying that for me to ignore. And I also think Tom footage is a fascinating genre. Yeah, like, I, I, yeah. I, I was going to say, yeah. Um, I don't really get like the hot takes on found footage. Cause I think it still holds up. Um, our friend Richard did um, sell his article in Fangoria. He wrote about found footage and how it's like really viable and it's like a good genre. So no found, was it found footage naysayers be gone. Yeah, like it's, it. it's yeah, that it's it's the best. Well, it's not the I don't know. I, that's all subjective, but I, I find it to be like one of the most fascinating like subgenres of yeah. horror. It's fascinating and good if it's done right. Yes, mm-hmm. if it's yeah. not done right, you know, because you'll have, you know, someone from the middle of nowhere, never filmed a movie before. Oh, we're gonna go out and you know do a fan footage movie and throw our phones around and you know. It doesn't work. But if you put time and effort into it, it can be good and it can be well done, like host, you know? Yeah. Or like I was going to say, or there's just like random movies that are like, why was this found footage? Like uh, Project X. I don't know why I thought of that, but why was that found footage? <laughs> but it worked. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It worked, yeah. So, yeah. You guys see that happened in real life? 
in Huntington Beach. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like um, oh boy, Huntington Beach. What the hell? <laughs> Never going there. But anyway, Florida of California. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna read out some more tweets and then we can just keep going. So, uh, Brendan, do you want to count that as your second choice, or do you want to just? That's my second choice. All right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Got one left. I'm trying. To, I'm gonna be strict to make sure everyone sticks to three. No rule breaking here. No. Um. <laughs> uh, someone responded midsummer. Okay. It's, I, I don't know if I'd agree, but out. I just thought that was it funny. Came out during the summer? No, no, I know, but like, okay, that was I, their good. I guess that yeah. that kind of I mean, counts. Yeah, yeah, that's what they said. It's a, it's an interesting choice for sure. <laughs> um, and and speaking speaking of our friend Andrew, uh, Revenge of the Sith, At World's End, uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, and Mad Max Fury Road. I'm gonna be honest. There's a lot of love for Pirates of the Caribbean and Mad Max Fury Road in a lot of the responses so clearly those those films had staying power you know and obviously mad max fury road is mad max fury road it, it's one of my choices that's one of mine I, I think it's it's a brilliant film uh i know it was like a nightmare to shoot and edit but it's it's so fantastic it is like a pure cinematic experience where every like inch of the frame is like covered in grease sweat blood and sand and you just i don't know how if you watch that like and you don't get pumped up like about life you know yeah some you have to have some reaction three years it took them to make that yeah that's like, that's freaking nuts to release it i guess so excited for the furiosa spinoff that's cool that'll be I fun am too yeah yeah it'll be fun it'll be crazy it'll be entertaining uh at at stefano dlc that's a, a twitter friend friend of the show um also, Mad Max Fury Road, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, uh, Bad Boys 2, which makes me happy, uh, and Spider-Man 2, which also makes me very happy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Gene, how about you haven't, you haven't had a, have, had a summer blockbuster say yet. What do you got for us? Okay. Well, I'll go with, uh, I'll go with my first one. Um, I was going to go with Inception. As my nice. By Nolan. Certainly the better uh, blockbuster than Tenet. <laughs> but yeah, I think Inception... Um, I think it really fulfilled a um, like this uh, criteria, I guess, of like blockbusters where like you saw it with like you know a friend or you saw it with like a group of people and like you kept talking about it after like it got you talking and um, like you know trying to figure out I guess the mysteries of it even though yeah like it, you know if you if you really watched the movie yeah you could figure everything out but just that was the fun of it like. Um, talking about it before what you thought it was going to be and then like your expectations because you know everyone really enjoys that movie too like your special your expectations were generally met so it just seemed like the like the i guess the uh all the talking you know all the like discussion about it after was um i think really fulfilled that and too um it's just such a spectacle of a movie like you know you filmed in downtown la and crashed a train you know i mean it's a visual effect but you know, just it it looked so good, and just seeing that movie, I think I saw it in IMAX too. It was just like great experience. Yeah, so I I definitely go with Inception. Yeah, I've I've uh, turned around. I turned around on Tenet. I, I like Tenet a bit more, but you know. Yeah, I I definitely like Inception more, yeah. but I, I have also been Team Tenet since I saw it. Team Tenet. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. It's 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 did too get, weird for me. Did you, do you think he ever got his hot sauce though? 
Oh, we talked about this. So okay, we talk, okay. J- John David that. Washington does get his hot sauce, but he has to do it by maneuvering through a temporal yeah. pincer movement. <laughs> Obviously, come on. Yeah, Brennan, that's clearly the setup. I haven't yet. <laughs> okay. So this is just spilling all over your head. I have, oh, yes. and that movie is on that list along okay. with others. But I am going to watch it. I'm going to get to it. Sitting me down to watch a movie sometimes is very complicated um, because I swear I have ADHD. So you have to basically like sit me down and be like, we are watching <laughs> this and you have to watch this. And I can usually do it, but it's the whole getting me to sit down and watch it part. You have to basically like drag me in and be like, we're watching this. You can't be working. Get off your computer, get off your phone. <laughs> that yeah. works. That's a movie you really need to pay attention to or watch two or three times too to understand everything. Um, there's another movie like that, um, Inherent Vice. It's probably my yeah. favorite movie of all time besides Jaws. Um, and that one is, you have to be laser focused to watch it and you have to watch it at least two or three times after to understand it. Unless someone explains how to watch it, which I do. So watch it and just pretend you're watching the daily life of this guy. You'll be fine. But yeah. that's another one where it's like brilliant movie, one of the best movies ever made. But you either love it and you or you hate it, and you have to be laser focused when you watch it. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, one of PTA's best. Yeah, I, that that actually was my favorite PTA. Um, oh. fantastic film. Uh, speaking of more fantastic films, at Hibati Justice uh, said Spider Man. A lot of love for Raimi Spider Man. Uh, Furious Seven, the first Avengers. And JJ Star Trek. I would say I, I agree with all of those. All of those uh, hold up very well, in my opinion. Solid choices. Yeah. Uh, Brendan stressing just really quick: Mad Max, Fear Road, Speed Racer, Shin Godzilla, and uh, Pirates of the Caribbean again. Yeah, we love that. Um, Brendan, do you want to do your last choice now, or do you want to hold on to it, and and we'll we'll catch up to you? We're going to hold on to it. <laughs> okay, okay. I'll do my next choice, which is Guillermo del Toro's Pacific Rim. Uh, nice. It's probably my favorite of his, just because it is so entertaining and exciting and colorful. I love the colors in that film mm-hmm. and how they're coded to, like, life with red and, like, uh, memories with blue. And it's, it's so fascinating how that dude color coordinates his films. I'm really disappointed we didn't get his Hobbit, but then we probably wouldn't have gotten Pacific Rim. And it's a personal project of his that he had for a while. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I love that movie with all my heart. I, I really, I'll probably watch that later this week too, since we're on the, the summer blockbuster movement. Uh, Gene, what do you got? My second choice, I was going to go with Back to the Future. I really think um, that... 21st century? Oh, 21st? Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Or, yeah, yeah. Okay, brain fart right there. Yeah, I was just going to go with, um, I'll go with Mad Max Free Road. Um, I know everyone's like choosing that one, but I felt that one, like when that, when you watch that movie, or at least watch it in theaters and it's like screened again, and you know, I, I don't think I even saw it in IMAX the first time, but it really, it really just like put you in and like you just forgot about everything else going on, like outside of the, outside of the screen, outside of like their life, and you just were like enthralled by that movie you know the the spectacle of it and just kind of like the sound design like it's so loud <laughs> but it's you know it's not like it numbs your ears it's just like loud in a good way where 
you know, you just you really feel like, you know, you feel like uh, when the sound sound storm happens and it's just like, you know, you just feel like you're in there. And like Tom Hardy's great. You know, he barely says anything in that movie. He barely carries it. Uh, Charlize Theron as Furiosa, you know, I mean, it's kind of like quotable too, just like all the stuff they say, you know. Mm -hmm. and uh you know and more and morden joe is just uh such a it's like i think he's an underrated villain where um you know of all the sort of big screen villains like yeah he really takes a big r.i.p the actor who played him yeah yeah one of george miller's oldest friends and was in the first mad max so yeah yeah, r.i.p because that guy i'd agree he's kind of underrated in the villain category right now yeah and like i i also agree that like when it came out, it was just kind of like instantly iconic with the quotes, like what a lovely day witness me, you know? Um, uh, and, and the Morton Joe get up is like instantly iconic too. And mm-hmm. again, like we we're talking about the same costume designer as, uh, as Cruella. So I'm wondering yeah. she, that carried over. I think she won an Academy Award that year too. She did. Yeah. yeah. Well-deserved. Yeah, yeah. Um, another one, Joel, real Joel Copling. This is a long one, so I want to read it. it. Says just four of them, really. Also, consider this a White House down memorial list. Decided to give some love to another exceptional, underrated 2013 blockbuster here. Hulk, Angley's Hulk from Stealth okay. Three, Pirates okay. of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest, Speed okay. Racer, and The Lone Ranger from 2013. So, Brendan, as a Pirates of the Caribbean fan, how do you feel about The Lone Ranger? Well, I don't feel about it because I've never seen it. Okay. <laughs> um, I personally that movie didn't, I mean, nothing about it made me want to watch it. I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I'm just, I had no inkling on watching it and I still don't. I have no okay. interest in it, but that's just me. I don't know. So I, I get it. Um, yeah. I am personally not a fan, but the action is, is very fun, especially towards the end. Made it on the Quentin Tarantino's uh, best of the year list. Yeah. Weird dude. Yeah. <laughs> Was it remember he uh put Green Lantern on there too, so again, weird dude. <laughs> yeah, I won't revisit Green Lantern anytime, but interesting choice from him. Yeah, it's just it's just it's not. Um <laughs> Okay, so we each have two now, right? We yeah. each we each learn two. Mm-hmm. Uh, the choices. All right, Brendan, take take us away, bring us home. You know. I'm going to say this year's Army of the Dead. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. As I haven't seen people hyped up. I mean, obviously last year we had COVID. Um, I think that one, mm-hmm. that could be a modern, very, very modern summer blockbuster because, you know, you're driving down Hollywood Boulevard and the billboards are everywhere and everyone's posting about it. And I feel like every day there's a new article about some zombie in the background and everyone's freaking out about robot zombies and, you know, all that fun stuff. So I feel like that movie, you know, there was a whole bunch of hype around it. There's a whole bunch of excitement around it. I think that, you know, that has what it takes to be a summer blockbuster in the world of post-COVID. Oh, I'd agree. Gene, Gene and I were, were fans of that. Yeah, we were, we were, we were really enjoying that. Like, yeah, it's just because um, I saw that in the theaters too. Like, it's, and it, you know, plays really well on a big screen, you know, and on Netflix as well. I need to rewatch that, but 
Yeah, what a year for Zack Snyder. That and Justice League. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you know what? Dude deserved a win at this point. So yeah. good for him. Yeah. Um, I'll read another yeah. tweet and then I'll, I'll go. And then, June, you could end us off to, okay. to finish off the show. Uh, at Division Posts said, okay, let's go. Spider Man 2, Bad Boys 2, Collateral, Cinderella Man, Speed Racer, Wally, A Team, Fast Five, Man of Steel, Man from Uncle, The Nice Guys, Pop Star, Never Stop, Never Stopping, <laughs> and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. <laughs> I'm so. surprised. We had so many speed racers, which is good as a choice, because that's that's such an underrated movie. Just uh, you know, that's and I, I think I know why. It's it's a very film Twitter movie where I agree I so. it's great. Yeah, but they're, it's they're like just, yeah, yeah, for sure. Really I I love it, but uh, it, it's not Nunges. it's not make my list. Nunges. Oh yeah, like top five John Goodman performance John in Goodman, that movie. Yeah, it's like it's like sincerely, yeah. <laughs> um, my pick is. Sam Raimi Spider-Man 2. If you knew me, you knew that was coming. Um, I think yeah. it is one of the best directed action movies of the century. I think it's one of the most charmingly human stories of the century. It's, it, it Take out the superhero stuff and it's just a story about people struggling with their identity and who they want to be in the world and how hard it is to determine who you want to be in the world when the world kind of seems against you for your choices at times. Yeah. Um, also, there's a man with robot octopus legs, and he's going through the same struggle. Mm-hmm. It's brilliant, you know. You give that to other to, to other filmmakers that aren't Sam Raimi. Uh-huh. I bet it'd be good. I bet it'd be fun, but it wouldn't be brilliant. There, and, there is another uh, Sam Raimi. Yeah. There's not another Sam Raimi for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can see emulation. You see who he inspired, and rightfully so, because he's also like all of his movies just seem like they were fun to make. You know? Oh yeah, no, he had a lot of fun making that. Yeah, and, and I think that carries, that translates very well. You know, like, people people poo-poo Spider-Man 3, whatever, right? It's definitely divisive, but it's like, it's got a lot of fun stuff yeah. in it still, you know? Yeah, he made, Sam Raimi made the best of that movie, even though for some reason he does not like Venom. I, I don't like Venom, I get him. I like what he did with Venom. Yeah. I'm not here to talk about Spider-Man 3. Spider-Man 2, best superhero movie, best... That's a lot of stuff. You could do a whole podcast on Spider-Man 3, and you did. I did. I did, yeah. Check out the Spider-Man retrospectives, yeah. where I did talk about Spider-Man 3 and Spider-Man 2 and the first Spider-Man and all of the ones after that, all the live action and Spider-Verse. Yeah. Hey, aren't, aren't you glad to see Doc Ock again in Spider-Man? No way. I'm going to read another tweet. <laughs> How about that? Okay. Um, at Call Me Matt eighty eight says, "Does a summer blockbuster have to be an action movie, or does Mamma Mia Here We Go Again count?" And I'll say it does count because that movie is tons of fun. I like the Mamma Mias. I think if you like fun, you like the Mamma Mias. Yeah, I forgot that that one came out in the summer. Oh my god, that movie is fun, isn't it? Yes, they need to do another one. Like how they killed off Meryl Streep. Uh, I know. I okay. loved how they got Cher. Hated how they killed off Meryl Streep, and I'm all for like, oh, let's make it dark and depressing. But Mamma Mia, <laughs> not that type of movie. Why couldn't you know maybe? Why couldn't they make it so Meryl Streep and Pierce Brosnan go on a honeymoon and mm-hmm. they come back at the end and the hotel's better? You know, like that. Yeah, I I, yeah. I kind of agree with you, but that movie also deeply moves me. <laughs> yeah. So like. That, that, I, I I understand. I understand yeah. the division. Oh, for sure. That movie is like so great. I was gonna say, isn't it so cool? They had like Cher and Meryl and Meryl Streep, and they're like, 
five years apart and she's like the mom <laughs> it's like the best like trivia about that movie like why not that's that's the magic of cinema man <laughs> i guess i don't know <laughs> i don't know yeah um i got again we, we did get a lot of other responses i'm i'm not going to read them all but thank you everyone yeah. too who participated yes. gene what do you got for us my last movie well i was thinking long and hard about it and because i think we actually saw this movie together and i go i don't I would go with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy as my last choice. Yeah, I think it's just uh, such a fun uh, movie to watch in the theater. Um, you're having such a good time. Uh, you know, just seeing that movie like in any format, it works. Like 3D, it looks cool. Like just a regular screen, it looks cool, you know. Um, and it's just, you know, the characters are just like so sort of lived in and just like... Um, I don't know. They have a lot going on. They're complex. You really feel for them. Has some like touching moments. Like who didn't cry when Groot died? You're a monster if you're not. <laughs> um, you know we are Groot. And yeah, just the way James Gunn wrote it and directed it, it's just um, yeah, it really stands the test of time. I know it's only like seven years um, old at this point, but it's just such a like, quintessential like summer movie. I would agree with that. Um, I'll never forget. I saw that like in theaters like six times. You saw it six times, Jesus. Yeah, I really liked that movie. Uh, I even like the sequel more. But like, I'll never forget that that first opening night when um when uh, "Come and Get Your Love" starts playing, mm -hmm. and that just perfectly set the tone for the theater, the audience laughing. Like that's like a summer movie experience right there. You know, like once you get, I mean, after the heart wrenching opening where his mom dies, you know. Yeah. That's when you're like, oh, James Gunn is like really good at tone because this doesn't make me hate the movie, you know, because like another director could fuck that up so badly in such close proximity. It would be like if you killed off a character and then a scene later, their cell phone rang as a joke. <laughs> like, right? That would be weird. Yeah. Thor the Dark World. I wasn't even saying it. I wasn't even saying it. But <laughs> I know. I just, yeah, I really dislike Thor the Dark World. But anyway. Yeah. But, um. Yeah, uh, let us know what you think about our picks in the comments. What are your favorite summer movies? Keep keep uh, watching them. Keep sharing them with us. Um, plugs, PSAs. What do, what do we got going on, fellas? Uh, Brendan, again, thank you so much for coming on. Anything you want to plug thank you. before we exit? Well, I think we talked about this at the beginning. So for those who haven't seen the film that I directed last year, turns out I checked my phone this morning and Wednesday is the one year anniversary of when we started filming it. <laughs> so, Monster Hunters on Wednesday. Um, very interesting six day shoot, fun little practical effects. Um, I think it was a fun movie. Uh, I do, I'm working on my follow-up. Gotta have a comeback. So I'll be doing that soon. Very, very, very soon. And we will be looking forward to yeah. that. Uh, thank you so much for, for coming on again. Uh, Gene, plugs. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, you, could, um, you could find me on Twitter and Instagram, Gene9892. And, uh, oh, I started uh, another podcast with our friend Terrence about anime and Evangelion. Um, so it's called You Cannot Give Up. So check that out. Um, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I, I like anime. That's what it says on my, my hand. I like anime. Yeah. Uh, uh, I have a more serious plug right now. So I will be at my return to theaters, like I brought up earlier, will be at the Frida Cinema this Friday, this Saturday, excuse me, um, June 5th, 
and I will be participating in their Nightmare on Elm Street Marathon to help fundraise for the theater so they can uh, kind of bounce back from a, obviously a heavy afflicted COVID year so they can fix up and, and get more amenities for to make the theater experience uh, better for the people that participate in the theater experience there. Um, our buddy Trevor Dillon will, will be around there as well. Uh, I'm, again, I'm also going with our buddy Andrew um, and we will be watching the original eight Nightmare on Elm Streets all the way up to Freddy versus Jason. Um, I hope so. I mean, yeah. I'm looking this up right now and I'm just like, ooh. Oh, yeah. I, this is going to shock you. I have never seen a single Nightmare on Elm Street movie and I am very interested in this. Ooh, okay. <laughs> oh, it is so much fun. I mean, that, it's my personal favorite of the slasher franchises because even like, you know, the the cheaper ones, it's like you get to just wild out with the direction. Yeah. So, like hey, I, I recommend people if, if uh, I think they have last minute spots available. It, it does. Uh, you have to put it down on a $50 surcharge and then it is to raise money for the theater so yeah. you can donate um, by paying for bathroom breaks, nap right. time, food, beer, etc. Yeah. for the participants. So if anybody wants to get me some bathroom breaks, it's like 20 bucks. <laughs> okay. So I was going to ask you how you're like preparing for that because that's like, when, that sounds like with the Marvel movie marathons. Like I don't know how people get their notes. Uh, I am going to be running every day Okay. Uh, I'm preparing myself mentally by listening to a lot of white noise okay. and ASMR. No, I don't know. <laughs> no, I have I have no prep for this other than I am actually going to be working out more okay. because I want to be tired, like physically, not like mentally. So I don't fall asleep in the theater, but okay. so I can get comfortable in the chairs and not feel like antsy. You know, when you're sitting down for a while, you get antsy. I figure if I exhaust myself like the rest of the week, I'll I can manage that better. But um, right. yeah, if you, if, if you two want to want to want to join me, that would be fantastic. Or yep. but no pressure. Anyone just if you're interested, link down below in the description, and I'll definitely be spamming my social medias about it at the Diego Crespo Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes as well for the Patreon, and and you can uh, patron us stuff, movie recommendations. We have another episode up right now on the Patreon. Uh, where we talked about Blind Spotting, which is coming out for a, a sequel to a television show. So we, we get a little bit into the, the weeds of that, or not weeds. It's, it's a good movie. It's a good, hopefully it's going to be a good show. But Gene, where can the people find you? Oh, um, you can find me on find me on Twitter. Read my uh, dumb tweets, you know, uh, Gene9892. And Brendan, thank you so much again. Uh, where can the people find you online? Oh boy, Twitter and Instagram at Brendan Patrizzo. And if you can't, if you don't know how to spell that, look up Aquarium of the Dead, go under producers, copy paste, copy paste, easy. <laughs> that was an excellent plug. So on that note, thank you everyone for listening. Thanks for watching. We have been professionally unprofessional.